Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super smart, and psychic wife and co-host, <laughs> Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, June 14th, 2020. Yes, Michelle is psychic. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Psychic or psycho? Well, yeah, uh, there's a, a little bit, bit of, both. of both, possibly. A bit of both. A bit of both. <laughs> uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on through this episode. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Why not sign up for the newsletter? Hey, what a great idea. Why don't you sign up for the newsletter? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. You get all sorts of great little insight into our mm. show, what we have coming up the next week, what we've done in the past. We put out our daily or weekly Disney dishes recipe out there. Yeah. Just You'll just kind of be in the know and be more involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Yeah, and we just love sharing with you all and having that additional connection outside of the podcast, outside of uh, our connections and social media. And so that's why we do it. It's just to be fun. Just to be fun, just to have you be just a little bit closer, a little bit more a part of our show because we, we we just love you guys so we want you to be as involved as possible right and i say we but it's all you you do yeah. a great job with the newsletter and yeah, michelle adds some stuff as well from time to time <laughs> but i'm the one who usually sends it out so yeah. um but uh, michelle definitely puts her input into mm. it as well um i'm just the one who makes it funky you know, so. <laughs> you put the fun in funk yeah, okay <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say I put the funk in funk. <laughs> Goes without saying. Funk. Oh, Woo! wait. Funk. <laughs> Moving along. Boy, we're off the rails quickly in this episode. Uh, we also love hearing from you uh, on social media. We are very active on social media, and uh, we would love to connect with you there as well. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel now. If you're, you may be watching this on YouTube, this episode, unless I screw it up again, which... <laughs> It's always possible. Uh, we'll be on YouTube, and you can just do a quick search for us there. Find our channel and subscribe to us. You'll know whenever we get a video. And if you ever want to just connect with us for any reason, uh, if you have a question, if you just want to say hi, whatever the case may be, you can always hit us up on our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And if you have ideas or if you have recommendations for us, um, feel free to give us that input. We love feedback. We want to make this better podcast for everybody. Yeah, that's exactly what our goal is, is to be the best podcast we possibly can, even though we've gone off the rails in the first two or three minutes of the show. Yeah, multiple times. Uh, <laughs> we still want to make it the best we possibly can. Uh, by the way, on social media, uh, a good friend and listener of the show, uh, SD Woody, Scott from Minneapolis, hit us up, and he wanted to give us kind of a belated two-year anniversary Aww, note. So uh, let's hear from uh, Scott in Minneapolis. Hello, Tom and Michelle. Wanted to send you a very special... Happy anniversary, actually, on your anniversary. Uh, happy two years of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I love your show. Uh, it makes uh, my Monday morning something to really look forward to. Uh, as a Southern California kid, I, uh, growing up, going to Disneyland five, six times a year, I, uh, I kind of took Disney for granted. Then I moved to Minnesota. Had a chance to take my daughter to Disneyland when she was three. 
we have since bought into DVC. We're uh, regulars down in Florida, and we took our first Disney cruise this past year. So um, I want to thank you for all the enthusiasm and the historical uh, perspectives at times and the the fun conversations regarding all things Disney. I raise an Ernie Martini for you. Schlunk. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Scott. Yes. I really appreciate that. He also sent us an email and had a, a quick question for us in regards to uh, groceries at Walt Disney World since he's a newly DVC member, oh, which yes. I, I answered. He asked us what we use, and I'm not going to share it here because we don't. they don't sponsor our show right but if you ever want to know who we use or if you have any other questions like that you can always hit us up again uh at our gmail account uh hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com right maybe we should connect with that grocer to see if they will sponsor yes uh, that's Ooh. a that's a good point maybe we should maybe th- or maybe they should contact us because obviously people want to be a part of the show <laughs> woody wanted to be part of the show Scott exactly so, thank uh, you so yes, much again. yeah really appreciate it. really nice sentiment and right. uh, just so many wonderful sentiments from our two-year anniversary i right? know i uh, just can't get Blown over how, yeah how nice everybody has been about yeah. that so as for today let's get back to today's show we have lots of stuff for you including when you'll be able to return to the happiest place place on earth that's right yes and michelle may have been a little bit in the know on that Uh, (laughs) the walt disney world resort is getting set to host yet another professional sports league i know Mm -hmm. it and it looks like we will get a little taste of san diego comic-con just maybe not in the way you're used to right but let's get to our main topic of the week and that is are going to talk all about Disney Parks guided tours. I know. It's a fun subject. It was fun researching it. We've been on some and uh, glad to be able to talk about it and share some information, hopefully. Yeah, it's one of the favorite things that we get to do now. I mean, because we've well, obviously we've been to Disneyland regularly. I mean, right. very frequently. Not as much lately, obviously, but very frequently. <laughs> We've been to the Walt Disney World Resort several times as well, so we're always looking for something different to do. Right. And sometimes these tours uh, are, are a good way to kind of get yourself involved in the park. You learn all sorts of historical facts right, yeah. and interesting trivia and uh, it's just a new way to look at the parks, and you won't, after you've done them, you see the parks in a completely different way. I think you'd agree, Michelle. Right. That's what I was going to say. I mean, um, obviously, I've shared with people I'm kind of a history geek when it comes to Disney parks and the Disney company. Um But in addition, like you said, the more you know about something, the more you can appreciate it. I mean, I think we can say that about anything in mm-hmm. life. Um the more you know, the more you can really get to understand it better and have a better appreciation. And these tours really do help you with that. And there's some other little benefits, like um, especially the early morning ones, which, you know, sometimes can be really hard Mm -hmm. for some of us to make it up that early. But I mean, the ability to get into a park 
before it opens up and you just see it so empty and so open. It's it's such a special, it feels like you're on hallowed grounds or something like that. And you get to really absorb it in without all the distractions of people and et cetera. So um, that's a, a little side benefit. Right. I mean, w- there was one of the tours that we were on that was very early in the morning and before rope drop. So right. it's nice that you get led right past everybody that's waiting for rope drop uh, back into these areas. It just, it feels like you're the only people there. I mean, yes, there's some more cast Pretty members there are. working around or whatever, <laughs> but, and I even remember on our tour just taking pictures of the empty areas because right. it's about the only time you'll yes. ever see it that empty it's, exactly. it's pretty cool and it that's is. a yeah like you said an extra perk right. involved with these tours so so let's get to them well, we're going to talk about some of the tours we've done we're going to list a, a bunch of the tours that are but there are really especially with the Walt Disney World Resort a lot of tours that are a bit, I didn't realize actually until yeah. I was researching it how many different things you can do while you're at the Walt Disney World Resort between all the parks and even some of the resorts uh, there are just so many different tours that are available to you right and so we're going we're not going to go through every single one of them they're just too many but yeah we'll I go- thought this was a top five no <laughs> oh <Psych. Uh-oh. laughs> that wouldn't be the first time this I has know. happened. Or- <laughs> Uh, but so we're just going to kind of go through some of the ones that we've gone on and some of the other ones that maybe we are hoping to eventually go on, or maybe it's a bucket list thing. Right. Some of them are kind of expensive. I don't know if we'll ever, you know, decide to spend that type of money on them, but it might be right for you. So, right. you know, you might want to check it out. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing some of the research, what I really uh, noticed was obviously there's those like the, they typically call them the VIP tours and they have various ones of those. And that seems to be more driven of trying to make sure you get into the attractions you want, you know, without any weight. Um, And then there's this other group that is really more educational, Mm -hmm. uh, informative. They share some behind the scenes things. And uh, those are the ones that I was really looking at more um, because I mean, the, you know, the other ones are just, again, specifically taking you around to the spots you want to see. They get that information from you ahead of time Mm -hmm. and, you know, and develop a plan for that. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, and it, you know, the thing about these tours is they go through, they, they range, you know, they can go from like a quick hour tour that is not super expensive, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, is really interesting and educational, like you said, to all day tours right. that include a meal, all sorts of backstage access, all sorts of uh, information. Um, and, and then we're not even talking about the VIP guided tours right. where, you know, you're really getting into everything and those things are splurge, but they are kind of interesting. But, uh, you know, it's it's all what's in your budget and what you're looking to get done or get accomplished on your trip to Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland, and even Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, I mean, they serve different purposes. Obviously, a VIP guided tour that takes you into the attractions. Um, you might be a first-timer there or bringing some people who are first-timers there and they don't have a lot of time and you want to make sure they get exposed to all the real mm-hmm. key th- attractions. Um Whereas the other ones might be a little bit more uh, interesting to people who have been to the parks, have been to the parks multiple times, and then you get to see some of that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, exactly true. Um, So it's just all what is right for you, what fits into your situation. 
And you know, usually you need to make reservations for these ahead of time, but every once in a while something pops open. You can always check on them and see if there's availability while you're at the Walt Disney World Resort, right. at the Disneyland Resort. You never know. But uh, best, if you really want to do one of these, to go ahead and book them ahead of time. There's a reservation line. Uh, you can find that number on both the Disneyland and the Walt Disney World we- website if you right. want to uh, look more into these. So let's just go ahead and start right here close to us on the West Coast with some of the, the Disneyland. I threw her Michelle a curveball right away. I'm just getting wow. her back for wow. Throwing me off with a possible five favorite list you th- I thought you might be doing. So uh, so let's just start in Disneyland. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, probably the, the primo Disneyland uh, tour, mm-hmm. which is the walk in Walt's footsteps, right. which we have done. Um, and I, I think you'd agree, Michelle. It's excellent. It we would do is, it again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, there's the same type of information that they're they're sharing at each of these tours, um, you know, with each person who's your guide. But there's also parts of their personality that come through and and you get that connection with them. And so I think it really can be a different experience with different tour guides. Right. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, it just... Uh, depends, and they and we've experienced this too um, on some of these tours that there are a few facts and stories that get told multiple mm-hmm. times, but the, everyone has their various own take on it, the various information, uh, the way they because fe- they express a lot of how they feel when right. they go on these and what these different uh, areas within the parks. Uh, do so that you get a little f- different flavor depending on who your tour guide is, is each time. Right, and the one thing about these tour guides too, I think that it's important to point out in this topic is, you know, that is a position that a lot of people in who work there want, and they really have to be go through a rigorous process of who's going to be selected for this because they know they have to have the right personality the right fit for this role and you know we've had uh one of the former tour guides on our our show in the past and you know it's it's definitely something that is well sought out and not always available and well it isn't available to a lot of people right exactly you should go back and well you should sort of go back and listen to that episode because uh her stories were great her uh, she her name's nicole right uh worked out at disneyland for a long time as a vip hostess and she talks about you know all what it takes to uh kind of get that deep in and become a tour guide and all the stuff um please bear with us it was like our fourth episode we ever did so (laughs) please take that into note but uh it really is still an interesting episode and I highly recommend you go check that out right so, so let's, let's get back to this back to the uh, walk in Walt's footsteps as we've kind of tangented off there right. uh, it's a three and a half hour guided tour that kind of uh, goes through and talks about Walt's vision for the parks uh, takes you through all the different areas that he helped develop and why they're there and you know, we're not going to give you a lot of spoilers of the stories along the lines here, but one thing I will tell you that is really, really special and then why you should do it if you get a chance to go to Disneyland is because you will get to visit Walt's apartment above the firehouse there. Sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time. You usually either get that or the dream suite. It's one or the other as far as what you get to go to, but Walt's apartment is what we got to do, and that is really, really something special. Right, right. Um, And... Not to throw another curveball at you, but I, um, what I've heard is that right now with COVID, that the the Waltz suite might not be mm. one of the stops uh, when they resume this tour for now. Um, but who knows? And things may change. But it change. will eventually get back, probably, probably. get back yeah. to where they were before. So maybe if you you know if if your dream is to visit Walt's apartment, you kind of wait and see until they're getting that 
going back again. Uh, but uh, once it does, it's it's really a special it's right. a special moment to be up there, and you know, you, uh, we'll have a picture posted of us within right. Walt's apartment, yes. and it's just it's really cool to just think that Walt was just there, and his wife Lillian, right. and the kids, and everything, and that, that they just enjoyed their time there. You know, so Walt wouldn't have to leave you know his second home, right? In, you know, right. Disneyland. Oh, you could see what was important to him too. That the family. Uh, center was part of that and just a lot of, like you said we don't want to give spoilers we don't want to reinvent this this tour but uh, it really does give you a lot of insight into Walt and that apartment is one of them but just even how he developed the concept of the park and what he did all that history does come through in this um, and you do get to see parts of the theme park that you don't get mm -hmm. to see otherwise and it's really fun in that regards too right so uh, essentially what you'll do is you first the, you, you will get on the train because Walt Disney of course loved his trains right. that's why there's a train in the Disneyland in Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom is because of the fact that he loved it so you'll you'll get to check out the railroad you'll get uh, like I said, uh, the apartment, the dream suite, we'll see with COVID what happens after mm -hmm. this. But uh, as of before that, that's what you were able to do. Right. Um, you also get lunch, which is nice. Right. And usually it's something from the Jolly Holiday Bakery, right. which we would recommend. Yes, it's very it's good. Awesome. Um, you know, it's nice, nice lunch food. And you do get a collectible pin, which is amazing, amazing pin for oh, sure. Right. Of all pins, this one, uh, and I, I'm even talking ones that you can buy in the stores. And this one you can't. Um, it is truly a special pin. It is truly, and I don't want to give it away, mm -hmm. even though I have mine. I see it right over there. Right here. It is phenomenal. Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, that is the most beautiful thing I've seen. And um, so it is a well sought out uh, type so, of pin. Right. Sought yeah. after. I can't talk today. No, what? I can't talk anything. Well, well. So welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it, it really, it, and uh, believe me, um, I recommend for anybody who's gone to Disneyland several times, or even if maybe, maybe it's your first time and you're just there and maybe you're without the kids. It's not really a, a tour for the kids, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but if you're going as an adult trip and you really are into Walt and the history, because that's what Dis Disneyland was the original park, okay? So if you're really into the history, uh, I would recommend you trying to book this trip, especially if you're going to be there for several days, to find a day where that you can get in there and do this tour. Because I think it's it's really, really interesting, educational, and just opens up a lot of the history of Disneyland for exactly. you. Exactly. You know, and even if you didn't think you're you're so interested in the history of it, I think that, again, you would find so many wonderful gems related to the stories that you hear that you will love it. Even mm -hmm. if you're not into the history or whatever, you'll just really, again, appreciate a lot of the details along the way, whether it be um, in the buildings, on the attractions, uh, how things are laid out. I mean, you'll just really have so much more fun at that park once you see that. Yeah, you just it just brings so much more to life uh, for you there, and just to know that you are you are walking in Walt's footsteps. Right, he wanted to be the the attractions that he cared the most about during his time there. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you're somebody who has gone to Disney World only or most mm -hmm. of your life. Um, again, as we've said in the past, sometimes Disneyland might give you that feeling of being a little too small. Uh, and this expands that because you get a real appreciation of how much, first of all, how much they do in, in a small space and, you know, how well thought out it had to be to mm -hmm. get all this together. 
it, it's just phenomenal. I mean, right now on the uh, website, it's not listing the price. Um, it had been like $115. I saw it. Actually, I looked it up this morning. It says it's $109. Oh, right okay. Now. Yesterday, it wasn't there. Oh, wait. You know what? I, I take it back. Um, my bad. I was looking at a different website, so it could I could be incorrect on okay. that. So please don't quote me on yeah, that. Yeah. On the, at least yesterday on the Disneyland website, it was not uh, publishing the, the price, uh, but it did say that, you know, the discounts like for you know annual pass holders mm-hmm. etc are annual has pass holders chase and mm-hmm. dvc club members i believe uh i'll do get a discount 15 percent discount uh park admission is required for right it. so it's on top of that so right yeah you park admission and then you pay for you know it's around somewhere 110 or 15 dollars right. again with the discount possibly if you're a dvc or annual pass holder or mm-hmm. whatever as well so but uh it uh, to me it's worth it i mean that's an expensive tour but it's worth it to right oh price. yeah i mean again you're you are i mean it's not gonna make up for the the 115 dollars the fact that you're getting getting lunch and you're getting a, a, a sick pin. <laughs> um, good word for it. <laughs> but I mean, it is, again, it's bringing you the ability to really appreciate that. And again, you do get to see some behind the scene things that you would never see otherwise. Right. Agreed. Uh, the other big tour that happens at Disneyland regularly is the Grand Circle mm-hmm. Tour, which is essentially the the train tour right. if, of Disneyland. Uh, it's a two hour guided tour that uh, really sh- focuses on Walt Disney's love for the railroads. Yes, you get a little bit of that in Walking Walt's footsteps, but this is just all about uh, the railroads themselves and something that we actually plan on doing sometimes. So we've talked about it many times. Like In one of our next trips, we are going to book this tour because it looks great. Uh, You get, uh, obviously, you you ride on the the Disneyland railway. Um, You get uh, kind of... Uh, exclusive looks at how it kind of functions. Um, and you also get to ride in the special Lily Bell yes. uh, caboose car. Right. Um, and which is, uh, you know, I mean, I think there are some other ways you possibly can get to do it, right. but this is the way, only way really you will definitely right, get exactly. to ride ever in that car. Right. And that, and it's whenever I see it go by and, and not all the trains have that. It's just the one that has that, um, it's just like, oh, I wish I could go on that. It's just so beautiful. And yeah. it's just like, it's on the bucket list. Yep. So that's why we really want to do that tour. Again, it's only two hours and it's a, it's a bit less expensive. Again, I don't have the, the accurate price right here. I don't know if you have it, Michelle. I do. So again, uh, yesterday as of Saturday, uh, June 13th, it did list it on their website at the Disneyland website as $85. Okay, that's what so, I have too, okay. but I was, wasn't sure since I would I had looked at a different website right. to, to find the price that right. I wanted to make sure. And they also have discounts there as well for annual pass holders, mm-hmm. DVC, Disney Visa card holders, right. et cetera. So um, those are cool. There's some other tours at Disneyland as well. Um, there's some seasonal tours. There's a holiday tour and everything right. that's really cool and stuff, but I don't want to delve too far into those because they're kind of specialized right. tours. Those are the two main tours if you're going to Disneyland that you want to check out. Do you have anything else that you No, can think no, of? I was going to say the same thing that they do have a Halloween theme and a Christmas themed tours that are, mm-hmm. you know, s- shorter and different. But I agree with you. Those are the two main ones that you'd have available that, you know, would, again, really help you enjoy that park mm-hmm. more. Agreed. Agreed completely. And um, again, uh, we've done Walking Walt's Footsteps. Highly recommend it. Yeah. So good. Um, looking forward to the train when we get the chance to do that. Well, right. let's go over to the East Coast to the Walt Disney World Resort. And we're just going to start with the big daddy of the tours there. And that is Backstage Magic. Okay, like, good. That's on my first. Good. Thing. Because that <laughs> is like, that is a bucket list for me. Like, I want us to do that. Right. However, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap. But it's, it's, you get to really 
go in depth into the parks. It's seven hours right. with dinner involved, in, right. or, or maybe it's lunch. I think it's lunch actually mm-hmm. involved in it, but at Tiffin's. Right. But it just really, you really get behind the scenes to see how the the parks you know, take shape in, in, in how things function there. Right, Michelle? Exactly. So first of all, it is a, uh, it is multi-park. So mm-hmm. you're, you're actually going into Epcot and Magic Kingdom for the main parts of the tour. But as you mentioned, you do get lunch at Tiffin's. So that's over Animal Kingdom. Um, but you do really get to do a lot of, you're, you're seeing backstage of attractions. You're, you're getting knowledge about the engineering and the imagineering part of it. You're going in the utilidor area, um, costuming, um, which I've done that on a different tour. Oh, really? It's the costuming has to be phenomenal. Holy cow. It is. It's just like crazy, crazy, amazing. Um, you know, and so it, like you said, it is the big daddy of it. it. It is expensive, but it, is the one that you don't need park admission mm-hmm. for. So if you don't have an annual pass, well, if you have an annual pass, you can get a discount. But if, you, if you're if you going on a, let, let's say for a week long and you didn't buy seven day passes, that might help cut the difference right. of the cost being so expensive. Right. And it's going to be, like I said, it's, it's seven hours. So, you know, it's going to take up the bulk of your day, if not right. the entire day mm-hmm. to do this tour. Uh, yeah, you visit Epcot, you go behind the American Experience, excuse me, the American Adventure for one thing, uh, Magic Kingdom Park to check out stuff. We, you do go to Animal Kingdom Park, you get to see a little bit behind the scenes of Rivers of Light, right. uh, you get lunch at Tiffin's. But yeah, the, the costuming, all this stuff, it just sounds phenomenal. It regularly priced out, I believe if I have this right, it's $275. You are correct. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's not cheap, but like you said, you don't need a have a park ticket right. on top of that, which if you look at some of these other tours, it, you know, with a park ticket and the tour, it can balance out to be around that amount of, right. of money. So yeah, yeah, uh, if, exactly. Yeah, uh, so um, that's the one that I really want to do at some point. Again, it's expensive, but mm-hmm. I would love to check all that out because I think it really would bring Walt Disney World to light in multiple parks, and it just sounds so cool. Oh yeah, and it's you know like really in depth of like the engineering and things like that. I mean, we've gone on tours and seen storage areas like where they store the parade floats, etc. But to actually get a better understanding of how things actually tick, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. So uh, that is the big daddy of them all. Uh, We'll go to Magic Kingdom now for one tour that we actually have gone on. And again, it's another one that we would highly recommend. I think you'd agree. And that is the Keys to the Kingdom tour, which is another pretty big tour. Uh, but it's it, it it takes you know it's five hours of walking, mm-hmm. uh, but it it's amazing. You really get in depth. Again, you get lunch with right. it, and it just is a really really interesting tour. I think you right. agree, Michelle. So first of all, I want to comment. You and I have like identical notes. It's amazing. Maybe I, I know. cheated off you. I know. So one of the things that I I feel like we can share because it's not it's not as not as flashy as yeah, the, it's uh, not as flashy, but it's pretty cool. So it's um. Since it's called Keys to the Kingdom, you do get a little key. And it talks in the um, actual tour, it talks about the four keys that are important to the organization that that fill throughout the whole culture. Do you remember the keys? Um, I think so. So safety... And it's, it's really to help guide people if they have to make a decision about something. Mm-hmm. And no matter whether it's a decision about something that just happened or designing something. So safety is the first one. Shh. 
show. Show is part of it. I know that. Yeah. Show. I'm, they See, go I, in order. I, I put Michelle on the spot here because I, know. Uh, I was afraid she was going to ask me this because I've totally forgotten. I knew safety was number one, but I, I totally forgot the keys. <laughs> Maybe we need to go on the tour again. So I wanted to right. I hit her first so she couldn't hit me with the question because I forgot. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I know it's safety first. Um, show courtesy. And I can't remember the other. We'll one. look them up and we'll, we'll post them in the up. show notes so you know what they are. And by the way, we'll also uh, on the website put it since for those of you who aren't watching this on YouTube can see a picture of the pin that you you get for the Keats right, of the Kingdom right. that will be on it's our a website. Key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, you really get to go behind some of the uh, the interesting attractions i remember um, one of the things we did on that tour was we went on the jungle cruise and rather than the skippers i uh, you know talking about right. the attraction our guide actually kind of led us through and was explaining things on the attraction i mean you've been on the jungle cruise many times of course you like to go on it for the jokes or whatever but sometimes it's cool to hear some facts about how that uh, attraction came about and right and and you know some of the history behind it there right i mean on some on these tours unlike what we talked about at the beginning with the vip tours where you're going you're just getting like a grand VIP fast pass into all these attractions. These, you do go on some of the attractions, but as you mentioned, there is uh, more, it's not the regular part of it where you are actually hearing your tour guide give some information, you know, just like w there were some other ones too, that attractions that you get to enjoy and you're hearing because you're all on, on headphones and your guide is talking mm -hmm. to you through, through the radio system or whatever that is. Um, <laughs> it's always interesting. Yes. Um, but anyways, you do get to hear more of a description mm -hmm. of things that are key to the attraction rather than just experiencing that attraction. So then the next time you go through it without your tour guide, you're like, wow, I didn't notice that. I didn't know that's yeah. why this was here. And you know, all kinds of great aspects right. of the attraction. It just broadens your uh, perce uh, perception of all of these different attractions and even just the lands that you walk through, the walkways or whatever you're looking, the buildings, right. as Michelle always says, look up, you know, and a lot of the stuff that you look for, they're pointing out to you on right. this and right. it just, just gives you uh, another viewpoint uh, on your days at the, at the parks. And it's right. really cool. Um, and also if you ever wanted to go visit the Utilidors and see what the Utilidors right. are all about at Magic Kingdom, this is a tour along with the Backstage Magic. Uh, but this is a less expensive tour that will take you down so you can check out what the Utilidors are all about. Right. And if you haven't had a chance to do that, you'll love it. It's really interesting, really amazing. Um, and you have to do it on a guided tour because, well, one, that's the only way you're going to get in there unless you work there. But also you can get really lost there. Yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I mean, they, we've been on that and we've, you've, we've got to go backstage and everything and they don't let you take any pictures down, back there or down below because they right. want to keep uh, the magic alive for everybody. There's some people that just don't want the magic spoiled for right. them. And if, if, if you're one of those people that doesn't want the magic spoiled for you, probably these tours aren't necessarily for you. There are tours that will be fine for you, but these ones, I mean, they're really looking at the backstage workings of it. And if you don't want to kind of know that stuff, if yeah. you don't want to know how they do the little you know, magic tricks in the haunted mansion or how they do certain things, you know, you know, like mm -hmm. some other things that have happened down and you might stumble across down in the utilidors, uh, then they, they're probably not for you. But if you're interested in how the work, the, how Disney works, works uh, behind the scenes, then these are definitely things you want to check out. Sure. I think that for the, for most people, you, it won't spoil any effects. You'll actually have a better appreciation. You're like, wow, 
something so simple can mm-hmm. result in something so phenomenal. Uh, for example, comes to mind, especially with the haunted mansion, a lot of, you know, how they did that, or just, again, realizing that this attraction was actually designed so many decades ago that it's like, wow, where they were with technology back mm-hmm. then, and they were able to produce something that is still beloved today. Yeah, uh, the haunted mansion is... <laughs> It's amazing, you know, the relatively simple technology right. that takes place in that, and yet it still holds up today because it's just, it's just, it's right. such, well, it's my favorite attraction. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so outside of Rise of the Resistance, which has amazing technology, <laughs> but uh, still the Haunted Mansions, you know, for old school is just really, really cool. Right. So. And with these, with all the tours that provide a meal, um, they, they will accommodate, you know, most... Um, dietary issues mm-hmm. so generally speaking uh well actually they when you're booking it they will ask mm-hmm. if you have any dietary requirements um and then once you arrive there they ask you that again a lot of these they have you um pre-order once you arrive mm-hmm. and check in so that your lunch is all ready so you're not sitting waiting for somebody to take your order and then get the food it it helps expedite that time right uh, and the, the, you do get choices i mean mm-hmm. it's not like a, a huge menu right. that you get to choose from but there's usually two three four choices right, of, exactly. of entrees that you'll get to to sample from or to, to have as your lunch so right. uh, and they they range from like you know regular burger or chicken sandwich to right. something like a salad you know something right. healthier depending on what your uh choices so uh this one goes for uh i believe it's 99 dollars. um so uh you know, I mean, it's a little expensive, right. but it is a longer tour and it really does dive deeply right. into And I, again, another one that we would highly recommend if you've been to Walt Disney World many times, go do the Keys to the Kingdom. It's it's a spectacular tour. Right, exactly. And um, this, again, is one that you do need park admission. You can get discounts for, you know, but even without the discount, it's like 20 bucks an hour mm-hmm. that you're getting, you know, some information and you know, you'll really, really appreciate that what they share with you. Yeah, uh, I, I believe so. If you're a Disney fan, if you're mm-hmm. a Walt Disney World fan, I think you really will enjoy this one. Another right. one that we've been on, it's a three-hour walking tour, and it's called the Walt Disney Marceline to Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. Tour. Uh, that is another great one to kind of see how uh, Disney created, you know, his thought process in creating Disney parks and really dives back into the history even you know we, we had the episode a few weeks back of the mm-hmm. 1964 world's fair well right. a lot of that comes into play within this tour right yeah um some people describe it as a skinny version of keys to the kingdom so it does have some information that might be an overlap of it you don't uh, get to go on the utilidor with this right. one Right. But you, you do get uh, some really behind the scenes information. Right. Um, I think this is the one that we actually got to go behind the scenes of the Haunted Mansion. Right. And check the, uh, the the ballroom scene out and see how that works. Right. And that's really fascinating. We won't give it away, but uh, in case you decide to go on this tour, but really, really cool. And again, just because we did that, there's no guarantee that that's what they will do for you on these tours. I think they change them up from time to time right. on where they visit. Uh, you know, I think a, that's probably standard to go behind the Haunted Mansion, but that doesn't mean that that will definitely be your, they, they don't guarantee that in your write-up of your track. Exactly. Your, so. I mean, sometimes too, that the, the Haunted Mansion might be closed for either, you know, renovations or other things that make it 
need to be shut down and you they'd have something alternate right in place but they will uh, take you behind the scenes so you mm-hmm. can see how some of these amazing attractions uh, function. And again, uh, a lot of it is about Walt and the history of Walt from where he grew up and right. how he got influences from where he grew up. And it's right there in the Magic Kingdom, yeah. right in front of you, and then how it developed all the way up until you know his ideas for the 1964 World's Fair. Exactly. So Ooh, and, that's very cool. Yeah, it is really, it's a really cool tour. You don't get, it's only three hours, so you don't get a meal with this one or any food right. with this one, but it is a great tour. It's a good, not good partial day tour. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot cheaper. It's only $49. Right. So it's, it's, it's really something that, another one we'd recommend because we've done it and we can say for sure that it is, it right. is a good tour. Right, exactly. And they will bring, if you're like me, uh, some of their stories will bring a tear to your eye. And every, oh, yeah. Every one of these tours, I've cried on at least <laughs> once. I know. Yeah, Michelle has too. <laughs> yes. Um, the tour guys do such a great job. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're phenomenal. Right. Uh, another tour that we want to do, we have not done yet, really early morning tour, and that is the uh, Magic Behind the Steam Trains tour Right. that takes place at Magic Kingdom. Right. And I'm just not sure when that one will resume it probably will matter when the Tron right. coaster reopens. It's not going on right now because the, obviously the train isn't running right, right now. Um, but it is one that will eventually probably reopen mm-hmm. and uh, does look like a fascinating interest. If you like, yes. again, if you're into the trains of and Walt Disney was a uh, really, really interesting thing. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll love it. I yeah. think we would love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes. It's it's like a it's like a three out. A three-hour I know. When uh, you say that, I have that song <laughs> in my head, too. <laughs> and uh, you, like I said, it's all about trains. You get to go see where the trains are stored. You get to you know, see the engineers, how they work, right. how they start getting everything up to speed and everything. And it just, it just, it, and they, the tour guide guides you through, a, you know, Walt and his love of trains and why they're in the parks and how they, you know, they develop this situation. Right. This, this whole thing that with you know basically again disney parks the magic kingdom disneyland would not be the same without the train running exactly through it. exactly and you know i mean the other thing that that i take into consideration too is the reviews of this are always very positive people love it mm-hmm. and so you know seeing the quality that they do with the other guided tours i can only imagine that this is fabulous too yeah it is very early in the morning because yeah. they need to go back there before the trains kind of get running and everything before rope drop so you do need need to be at the parks early so if you're not an early riser <laughs> this might not be the tour for you however uh it is three hours the price is not bad it's 54 dollars. you know so i believe that's right is, do i have that correct i don't have that one okay listed, that, so that, i found it on I the think, walt disney yeah, web yeah. walt disney world website so i believe that's correct i'm sure there's some also yeah, i didn't include pass it discounts as sorry well, because it's not running it's right not running, now yeah. so <laughs> uh but I, it is an interesting tour one right. that we want to do so that's why i wanted to include it here uh let's I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, let's shift over to Epcot mm-hmm. and talk. I mean, there are several, uh, actually smaller tours at Epcot, mm-hmm. and they also have several things involved with some of their festivals and everything that go right. on. But I think the one that we did that we loved, and I think you would love it too if you love living with the land, right? Uh, is uh, the Behind the Seeds tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not expensive. No. It's only an hour. But it's if you love checking out all that stuff, if you love going on uh, living with the land and, and seeing how the, all the different vegetables grow, right. the, uh, the, um, where they have the fish and everything, mm-hmm. um, it's really, really interesting. Uh, and we've done it. And we got lucky with it, actually. It's so funny because we signed, you go, at, it's, there's a desk kind of between Soren and uh, Living with the right. Land. And you, you go sign up for the tour. And they have it at various different times for the day. So you just go up there, tell them you want to do it. You pay, you sign right. up for your time. And we signed up for our time. And 
there was no one else that signed up for our time. <laughs> yeah. So it was just the two of us right. with our guide. Yeah. Which Personal was, tour. Yeah, it was it was our home VIP <laughs> special tour that only cost, uh, it's, it's uh, I think it was less than, but it's only $29 right now. Right. Uh, and again, you can get discounts. Right. Uh, so it was just this really cool hour tour. We got to really get in depth with this guy because we were the only ones there, ask questions, even get to sample uh, some of the mm-hmm. stuff they're growing there. Right. Um, it, it's just, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. I mean, unlike, it's not going to give you information about the technology of the ride. It's really focused on the area that has things related to food or, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be, like you said, the aquariums with the fish or with the actual plants. Um, I've, I've done it, I believe four times mm-hmm. now, and I would do it again. I always learn something new. Uh, again, the tour guides, you get different ones. Now these are generally speaking people who are actually working, uh, whether they're like students through different programs, but you know, they're working in that area with the gardening, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so they do have that in-depth knowledge related to the, to that. They give you a lot of great tips. Um, and depending on what questions the groups are asking, obviously kind of helps guide them where to focus some of the discussion as well. So that's nice that they can adapt to where the group is really interested in things. Um, but I know that uh, one of the ones I went that it, it seemed like there were a lot of people interested in hydroponics uh, and farming, and they were giving you a lot of information, even handouts of how to do some things at home. So it, it's really very, it's a versatile, so you can go on at different times and enjoy so many different little aspects that you wouldn't even think questions you wouldn't even think normally to ask about it yeah so basically you know what happens is if you go on the attraction living with the land and they they, you know as you're going through the ride the narrator kind of talks about different aspects Mm -hmm. as you go through and points out some things well when you go with this guide he basically he or she will expand on uh, what is being said on the right. ride. And so like, you know, if you're wondering about how they use, uh, I think it's hornets or something like that, or there's some sort of um, bug they use to fight other bugs. Right, or there's whatever. several different types yeah. of things that they share about. You they know, actually, like ladybugs. Sh- yeah, they show you how that, that kind of pest, un, you know, uh, pest control without pesticide right. works. And they show you, um, you know, how they they just dive more deeply into you know how they do the hydroponics and right. all that stuff and it just it's really fast if you're interested at all in that it is really really fascinating if you like gardening at all or just kind of the science behind some of this stuff it's really really it really i would i would recommend oh, it oh yeah even if you're not going to do it it's just really interesting to see like uh, for example in such small spaces how they can grow so much and that how some of their products are just like enormous when you look at whether it's the watermelons Mm. pumpkins other types of um, produce that are giant Mm. they also share how they sometimes um, are able to with forming get some of the plants some of the fruit to come out looking like Mickey's head and things like that. So um, a lot of fun things. There's a lot of fun little things behind the scenes, little hidden, hidden Mickey's and Mm -hmm. other little pearls around. So it's really fun. I think anybody could like it. I think kids could like it. Maybe little kids might get really bored. Um, The good thing about it is it's only an hour. So I mean, it's not, it's not going to be taken up. It's not a three hour, three hour, two (laughs) or anything where it's going to take up so much of your day that the kids, even if they start to get bored, okay, it's, it's not going to be that long till it's done. Right. and you can move on to the next thing. Yes. Uh, but you never know. It's educational. They may enjoy it. And it, it, it just really, really, I, 
I I will go on it again as well. Oh, definitely. I know you've said you've gone at it four mm-hmm. times. Um, me, I did it for the first time with you a couple years right. back and just enjoyed the heck out of it. I'd be happy to go again, although I don't expect that we would get the wonderful <laughs> private tour that we sort of got this last time, but uh, really, really cool. Right. So. As you said, you can sign up at the location. They generally will have something available. Maybe it might not be for a couple hours, even though they have them pretty routinely throughout the day. Uh, But you also can reserve them in advance. So let's say once they get back to doing fast passes and you're trying to plan between a gap between two fast passes, that might be something that you want to secure to do. So you have that that time frame to actually have something fun to do. Yeah, uh, totally makes sense. But I, um, again, uh, there isn't, uh, you know, this is funny because we're like, oh, we recommend every, we, uh, I think Disney does a great job with their yeah. tour. So probably every tour we've been on, I don't think we, we, there may be a couple things that we think some tours are better than others, but right. we would recommend every single one of them right. that we've been on. I think you'd agree on exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Sure so, would. So, um, and we recommend you try them too. And, you know, again, this is, you know, $29 is well within budget mm-hmm. and it's really interesting education and it's not going to take a long portion right. of your day. So uh, do you have any other from Epcot that you want to go over? Um, no, I know, like you said, they have some that are seasonal related to different, um, you know, festivals that they're having. I know that they have some other ones um, that may not be coming back based on some of the, um, you know, construction that's going on. Uh, I, I don't know. The one that is that is doing the where you go around the countries that may or may not resume just can't tell for sure right so we'll see but if you know they have a lot they have a ton of tours listed out there uh for different times mm-hmm. of the year uh just go on the walt disney world website right. and, and check them out uh, i want to get to a couple over at animal kingdom park mm-hmm. a little bit because there's some interesting ones over there as well uh another kind of short one that is very similar to uh living with the land and or excuse me behind the seas i should mm-hmm. say in many ways is the caring for giants tour mm-hmm. one that i actually think that the kids would get a kick out of this right. one again it's not only a, just an hour tour it only costs like thirty dollars per guest mm-hmm. you know and it, it basically takes you behind the scenes to kind of see how they care for basically the giants the elephants right. more than anything else uh so you kind of get this up close and seeing you know the day-to-day responsibilities of of the people that that uh, take care of these uh, enormous animals right. and you you get up uh, you know you're not up close to them you're not going to be <laughs> petting them uh but you know, better you get a, a little bit better view of them than you're going to get from any of the you know standard attractions right. or the Kilimanjaro safaris or whatever sure. when you're out there or when you're just doing any of the walking stuff right. uh, throughout there so uh, and again another 60 minute tour a, a quick tour that kids can even if they start to get a little bored it's only 60 minutes you know but I mean this more than anything else I mean the elephants is going right. to be amazing exactly. right so, exactly. um, we have not done this yet but I, it's something that does intrigue me yeah, yeah definitely so uh, that's really cool I, I know this is uh, something that a lot of people have put down on their bucket list of tours that they want to do, and mm-hmm. that is the Wild Africa Trek. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, again, it's an expensive yes. tour. It's an expensive tour, but uh, really fascinating. And there's there's a couple different uh, times that you can do it. There's a midday tour, and there's a morning tour that you can do it. And they cost different 
depending on which one you're doing. The morning is uh, more expensive right. than the afternoon, probably because you get to see more animals. And more animals tend to be out when it's a little cooler right. in the morning. Yes. And, you know. But this tour, it's it's wild, essentially, because it's taking you out through like rope bridges and all right. these different climbing areas and everything. Where the animals are, uh, again, it's a three-hour three hour tour <laughs> uh, through this whole area. And um, it just looks... It looks adventurous. Yeah, I was just going to say, it looks more adventurous. There are age restrictions in this one. Um, I don't think you can be younger than a certain age. Right, I believe that's right. I, I don't have it here on my notes, unfortunately. But right. you can find all that information out on the website. Right. But yeah, it, it does sound very adventurous and, and uh, a different aspect. I mean, I, I think it's trying to really, you know, replicate the feel of being out on a safari day. Right. So you're going to be basically, you're going to be in a harness and clipped to a rope right. and things. And you're going to be going over kind of, so you've got to know going in what this is because it's going to be a little tricky. It's, you know, you're going to be looking at animals and you have a tour guide with you explaining things. Yes. But you're also going to be, you know, going over some interesting bridges, bridges yes. and <laughs> climbing things and everything. So it is going to, you're, you're, you're probably going to have to be in a little bit better shape to do this than right. you know, just a standard walking tour. Right. But if you're of the adventurous type, um, this, may and you love the animals this may speak to you definitely and you know with this one as with all of them uh when you go to the website they describe what type of if there's any issues with um, mobility assisted devices what they can or can't do um so it's always good to do that uh it, that research before you book something right definitely definitely want to check into that ahead of time especially at the prices they charge mm -hmm. for this because if you want to do the midday one and it's a price range because I think depending on uh, their availability it, it'll change on you mm -hmm. it's anywhere from 139 to 249 dollars for midday and for the morning one it's anywhere from 189 dollars to 249 dollars <laughs> so it's not cheap right. to do this right. uh, do this tour but it does look very cool and if you, if you if you don't mind splurging a bit and you want to be adventurous um, it, it, and they all, you know, they, they take great photos of you climbing right. all these things and going over all these ladders and bridges. And plus you get really, really close to the animals in different ways than anybody else can. Yes. You know, and looking at, at this description and, and researching it, it definitely looks one that would be very interesting. I think for tweens and teens, mm -hmm. you know, to have a different aspect of, of the park and what they have there and still feel that more like you said, more an adventure. Right. For sure. Now, I want go from adventure. I want to get to something that's more my speed, personally. <laughs> Not that I don't mind adventure, but this one speaks more to me as something that I'd love to do, uh, is the Savor the Savannah mm. evening dining experience at the Animal Kingdom uh, Park. And you know, why it speaks to me? Well, it's it, you get to go out and kind of go on this Savannah tour and check right. out the animals up close. But then right after that, you get a night with some nice um, African-inspired small plates right. and uh, beer and wine. And you know me. <laughs> that's, part, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like. So uh, although we've never done this, it's, it sounds fascinating. And it sounds like an upscale experience that um, I need, need to put on our next visit to the <laughs> Walt think? Disney World. Yeah. Resort. I mean, I get that because um, it's, it's not just like where you're in the park and you're maybe behind an attraction, you know, like a backstage area like that. Here you're actually taken to a very special place. Um, you know, it has like a, a deck area and everything, you know, and you're at their, that wildlife reserve and you're there, you're seeing the animals very close. You have great views spreading out, um, sunset area 
And like you said, you're, you, you know, you have the treat of the food, but you're also there among these very knowledgeable guides who can answer questions. I mean, obviously they're going to initiate conversations about things that they want to share too, but to have that, that very VIP personalized experience, I think is really pretty cool. Right. I mean, and we were just talked about, we may not be on the, well, I mean, we are the Hyperion Adventures podcast. <laughs> so of course we're on the adventures, adventurous side, right? right. Uh, but maybe the Wild Africa Trek isn't necessarily in our <laughs> wheelhouse as much. But I don't know. This, I think that's like what we do when we're on vacation, though, true. when we go out of out of the country or whatever. Oh, yeah. We go ziplining. We do all sorts yeah. of stuff, you know. But, but uh, this speaks more <laughs> to, I think, our type of adventure uh, going out, checking out the animals. It's in the evening, so, you know, it's starting to cool down again. Right. The animals, the anim- animals, <laughs> the animals are going to start coming out a little bit more as well. Uh, the nocturnal creatures, the ones right. that, you know, kind of do more things at night, uh, you're going to see a little bit more of them. And then, yeah, I mean, you're going to be up close with them. You're going to have these great guides like you were just talking right. about. And then you wrap it all up with a little nice food, a little nice drink. I mean, that speaks to me personally. Right. No, I, I totally get it. You know, we did um, kind of on the same kind of note. We did that dining with the Imagineer, right? And kind of this kind of reminds me of that only in uh, the wildlife scenario. So you get to be with somebody who's very experienced, uh, can give you so much really great more additional inside wealth of knowledge what's going on with the animals can answer your question and you're having it in this relaxed setting and like you said it, it all fits the theming it's the african inspired dishes it's the the beer and wine um that is associated with africa so i mean it is the total great package of an experience that you're getting that is so unique from just going through the parks. Right. And this experience is not cheap. It is $169 per person. Uh, So, you know, you are paying a little bit for it, but when, Mm -hmm. but when you think about this access and you think about being able to check out the animals up close and being able to have this, you know, a nice evening with the food, the drink, uh, you know, it may be worth it to you. Sometimes we like to, you know, have that one splurge experience, right. just like you were talking about the the, uh, the lunch with the Imagineer. Right. I mean, that's not cheap either. No. But uh, we thought it was amazing. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was a fantastic lunch at the Brown Derby. So this memorable. Tour, but um, really cool insight in what Imagineers do, and I really think that this would kind of get some cool insight on on totally. the animals. You get to see them, you know, in a very uh, you know private type setting mm-hmm. and then the food and drink thrown in as well it just sounds like a really really fun yeah event. definitely so um, maybe that might be one that we try and get booked on our next trip yeah uh, that's it for the tours that I have do you have any other tours no, or, okay. no I think that's it I have one more though that's not related to the parks and that is actually Disney Cruise Line that oh. I want to talk about and that is the art of the theme show oh, yeah. tour now we just talked about some very expensive tours uh, out there you know the <laughs> John, the good thing about the art of the theme show tour when you're on a Disney cruise line is it's free. Well, okay, you pay for your cruise. It's included <laughs> with the price of your cruise. You don't pay anything extra to go on it. It's about an hour to an hour and a mm-hmm. half to kind mm-hmm. of tour of the ship that really explores uh, the because the Imagineers um, also, you know, you think of them doing stuff in the parks, right. of course, but they also. Um, you know, worked on the decor and interior and exterior of these cruise ships as well to tell stories. Right. To, they used um, a lot of the same um, 
ideas they use in the parks to kind of uh, create a look, to kind of create a feel as you're traveling right. through it. And these tours kind of explain how that all goes. And it really gives you, again, some more insight into what the Imagineers were thinking. And right. you look at the ship in a completely different way after going on it. Most definitely. Um, I guess a couple things on this one. It is for adults only. Uh, they do have one at the beginning of the cruise ship that's for anybody. Everybody on the cruise can go on it. They take, you know, small groups and go around and, you know, just more how to get around the ship. But this, like you're saying, it's really very special. And it's funny because being called art of theming, my thought process when we first were looking at it is going to be just talking about the artwork, which is fabulous around mm -hmm. the ship. The yeah. artwork is really creative. It's unique. Um, and there's some really special pieces there. But that's not what the focus of this is. I mean, it does show appreciation to those And some of the pieces. artwork does come in play. Right. But it's actually a functionality, that the artwork is a functionality of what they're trying to do in the theming, whether it's to evoke feelings or uh, guide people into where things are. And I know we talked about it on um, one of our uh, episodes on cruising. I think it was the last one when we um, went to the we were talking about the Panama Canal cruise mm -hmm. um, and we kind of really focused a little bit of some of the techniques that they use with artwork to, you know, associate it with what's going on in the area. So have, you know, I think I remember talking about the, the clips, the film clips, uh, drawings about sport things like goofy learning to play baseball right. or whatever is in the area that is near where there are activities to right. do. You know, there, you know, sporting one, activities. It was like the learn to swim episode. Right, yeah. that's right, or, learn uh, to swim. Sure, yep. yeah. Um, so, you know, some of the things that they're doing there and some of how some of the other theming that they do is to make something feel comfortable for maybe adults and less less desirable for kids. It's not making them feel out on anything, but it, it just really creative tour yeah it just it really shows that they you know that that the imagineers when they were building the ship they weren't just putting things in place just because oh this is the this this is this part of the ship right. it should be like this this is this part of the ship. no they're telling a story as you go along right. that you probably don't even realize until it's explained to you right. and then you look at the ship in a completely different yeah. way when you see it uh they even you know they use just like they do in the parks forced perspective within right. the ship itself um there's some reasons why some of the uh the the floors are a little bit uh shorter than others right. you know and uh, they explain that to you i'm not going to spoil it here right. but really interesting stuff and so if you are going on a disney cruise and i know you know sometimes you want to go and do all the activities sometimes you're on a disney cruise to do none of the activities <laughs> but this is one i would suggest at some point it's an like i said it's an hour to an hour and a half right. something like that uh, but it really does give you a different viewpoint on how the ship was created and uh, everything that's right. involved and what the imagineers were thinking yes it, it really does you're, you're correct at that um they do have it multiple times uh, during the cruises. I mean, I guess if you're on a three-day cruise, I don't know if they do it more than once, but mm -hmm. on the, you know, like the seven-day cruises and, and more, they do it multiple times. And yeah, we've loved it. And the fact that each ship does have its differences. Mm -hmm. There's some unique things about it that you can still go on that same tour and have different 
experience of the tour. Right, exactly. Yeah, every single ship, you know, I mean, even though they're sister ships of one another, the magic and the wonder, the dream and the fantasy. Right. uh, They are, they have different nuance to them. Right. um, And they do, they they, they do some things a little differently. So you can learn about them. It is is a great way, especially if you haven't been on that ship before, uh, to learn even more about them. So that was uh, cool that you included a tour for the cruise ship. Yeah. Very creative. Plus it's free. Well, it's free included (laughs) in the giant price of the cruise. But, you know, nothing else on right. top of it. So, so uh, that's it for all the tours we have to go through. However, we did reach out. Michelle reached out actually on Facebook to some of our listeners and friends yeah. and uh, to see if they had some tours they were interested in that they've done in the past mm-hmm. or are looking forward to doing at some point. Uh, and we got some responses. Uh, we'll start with uh, our good friend John Cotton, who yeah. has been on the show before. Thank you, John. Uh, he said, we've wanted to do the walk in Walt's footsteps for a while, but haven't do made it. it happen. Definitely yes, do it. We yep. would recommend it. As we recommend all the boards <laughs> we've been on, obviously. Uh, Doug Stevenson, another great contributor to the show, mm-hmm. always chimes in on many of our topics. He said, I really want to do the walk in Walt's footsteps tour at Disneyland one day. Right. Do it, Doug. Yes, definitely. Do it. Again. Uh, and, and also Taylor Knight, who contributes very often mm-hmm. on some of our topics. Uh, she wrote in and said, walk in Walt's footsteps tour is fantastic. I assume, Taylor, that means you've yeah. done it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. Uh, bucket list tour is the Wild Africa Trek at Animal Kingdom. Right. We were just talking about our oldest jet just hit the minimum height requirement recently, but our little list is only three. Hopefully in the next few years, right. if we can only hope. Yes. That, yeah. that looks like a, an amazing tour. Uh, definitely for if you're more adventurous, get up close to the animals, you right. know, plus do all those activities yeah, out there. Yeah. It just, just kind of seems cool. So. Definitely. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to respond or to, to share with us, uh, whether it be, be through Facebook or email or any other social media that we're on we'd love to hear things that you've done tours that you've done and um and what you would recommend yeah uh so please hit us up if there's anything out there we'll Definitely. get it into our, one of our future episodes uh, and talk all about it but yeah i mean really cool and we would love to know what uh, tours uh you would like to go on um we've been on so many we're going to go on them again even the tours we've done again but uh hopefully you enjoyed our little tour <laughs> of tours <laughs> fun anyway but uh i i we just can't recommend the tours enough so definitely uh if if you get the chance go check them out for sure sure. so let's get to our disney stories of the week Uh, we have a few stories for you actually this week but the biggest one the most important one well one michelle had the awesomest prediction (laughs) that's the biggest story of the week uh, but that all ties into our first Disney story of the week. Uh, we now know when we will be able to return to Yay. the happiest place on earth. Yes. And oh, Michelle did predict it. Uh, funny thing is she, she came to me and she's like, this is when they're going to open. I know it. This is when Disneyland's going to open. And I'm like, really? Do you think so? I, I can see reasons why they wouldn't want to open necessarily <laughs> on that it. day. Anniversary <laughs> day. Too many people want to show up. 
And she's like, well, I'm going to tweet it out as, wouldn't it be nice if they <laughs> open up at this day? She knew it was going to happen. And yes, that is exactly when it's happening. This straight from the Disney Parks blog. 65 years to the date after the historic open at Disneyland Park, we are planning to open our theme park gates once Yay. again on July 17th. 2020, as Michelle <laughs> predicted, welcoming guests back to the Disneyland Resort. Michelle, very, very well, nice job. Thank you. I mean, it it just kind of started making sense that, you know, things were opening in July. We hadn't heard yet about the West Coast because we do know that there's the state regulations here are somewhat different. But we had, our state has been opening up some things as well. And I thought July is probably going to be the date. And then putting the two and two together wait a minute it's not just the anniversary it's the 65th anniversary you know it's a it's more noticeable anniversary anniversary. right right that i thought oh i bet they are going to try to get this coordinated with that and like reopen new anniversary again michelle nailed it what can i say (laughs) uh more with the disney parks blog story on wednesday disney parks experiences and products announced Proposed plans for a phased reopening of the Disneyland Resort. This is pending state and local government approvals mm-hmm. as of recording. I don't know if they've received that yet, but I'm pretty sure they'll get it. Yeah, I, I think I read the Anaheim Council was very favorable yeah. on the topic, I but I agree with you. I don't know if I I've know heard if a final yet, decision. I'm pretty sure that this will happen. Yeah. Uh, downtown Disney District will be reopening on July 9th. Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park will plan to reopen on July 17th, as Michelle predicted. <laughs> and uh, Disney's Grand Californian <laughs> Hotel and Spa and Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel plan to reopen on July 23rd. So that's great. We're going to start to get a chance to get back out right. to Disneyland, uh, you know, experience downtown Disney, experience the hotels possibly if you want to yeah. come and stay out there, and uh, more importantly, the parks. Now, uh, just the, the everything is going to be pretty much like what you've heard from the reopening of the mm-hmm. Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, you will need to make a reservation for the dates that they are available. Uh, unfortunately, they will not be selling uh, new annual passes, new tickets, or new or renewing annual passes uh, for the time being. They're putting a little pause in that. Right. So we'll see how long it takes for them to open that back up, which may be trouble for us because we have an <laughs> annual pass was just about to expire in late March just before <laughs> all the craziness happened. So I think we have a, maybe a couple weeks left maybe, on yeah. it. But it's going to be <laughs> awfully to tough. To, if we're, we may be without a Disneyland annual pass for a little while. Right, right. It'll be interesting. But, you know, um, Disneyland had a flex pass system mm-hmm. where you could have um, access to days via a reservation. Uh, some days would be considered, you know, you don't need a reservation. It's wide open. But, you know, times around the weekend, you'd have to reserve going to one or both of the parks. And we have that ticket for our son, Scott. Right. Um, so they already had that software. So it kind of makes sense that they have this process of, you know, in order to maintain the capacity limits that they want to set. You know, the, the the good thing is that they did have that software already right. available. So um, I don't know if it was exactly the same, but it sounds like it's working that same way. And so it makes sense that yeah. they, they do this. They haven't released details specifically about the reservation system yet, but I would expect that's coming out pretty soon because the date's coming up pretty soon. Right. Uh, you, if you're going to go try and go on that first day, 
uh, you probably want to get in there quickly because uh, I'm sure that'll get, uh, you know, being as the first day it's open, plus it's uh, the anniversary. I think that's going to go pretty quickly. Right. And, and they will be limiting capacity, as we just like they mm-hmm. mentioned with uh, the Walt Disney World Resort. So, um, you know, you're just going to kind of have to take it as it comes. Just because you have an annual pass or a ticket doesn't mean you're going to get in, but right. you can at least start looking uh, for possible dates when you might be able to make it in. Uh, they will be, of course, doing the special guidelines of yes you have to wear a mask when Mm -hmm. you're in the parks uh there will be uh, making sure that there's physical distancing when you're there and they'll have you know plenty of hand washing stations and sanitization stations and and everything so um just be prepared for all that when you decide to go and there'll be more details Mm -hmm. and i'm sure if you want to look at all the details up uh, you just go to the uh, disneyland website it'll be right there for you right and they update it frequently so yeah they help frequently is yeah. very very much true <laughs> and uh, every time i look at it it's just updated new. and the yeah. date was the like today is like right. wow right so uh, that's great news i'm i'm excited yeah. for disneyland to totally. reopening uh, another thing happening that's interesting is that we have more professional sports returning soon and, and just like the nba It'll be taking place at the Walt Disney World Resort. That's awesome news. I mean, obviously, we're all anxious for more things to continue to to return to some normalcy. And sporting events is one of those. And the fact that they're doing it at Disney World is really great. And, you know, being a stockholder. Or should I say that? What? (laughs) We need it right now. The stock took a dip, okay? We need it. But anyways, and not just that, just for the company, we want that company to be successful. We all do because we love it and we want it to continue to flourish and everything. So it's it's a win-win-win to have these additional events being lined up for uh, the Disney, Walt Disney World Resort. And I think we just all have been kind of, especially those of us like ourselves who are sports fans, have been just kind of missing that that action. And it's good that these things are happening. So this is the story straight again from the Disney Parks blog. Major League Soccer will resume its 25th season at the Walt Disney World Resort, hosting the MLS is Back tournament at ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex from July 8th, running through August 11th. I love soccer, wow. so this is very exciting to me. I think it's going to be great to have soccer back on the television very, right. very soon. Yeah. Uh, this unique tournament will include all 26 MLS clubs competing in a continuous schedule of 54 total matches that will take place nearly every day. Wow. That's a lot of soccer <laughs> on TV. I'm excited. That makes me that makes me very happy. This is like March Madness on steroids. Right, that's, a, that's a lot of soccer. I'm excited about that. So uh, the matches will count in the 2020 MLS regular season standings and the tournament winner will also earn a spot in the 2021 Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League. That's like a league of all the uh, best teams from uh, the Caribbean, from Central America, and from North America, kind of they get together for this giant tournament to kind of, you know, who's the best of all these teams, you know? And uh, so that'll be kind of cool. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, of course, the event will have no spectators, so mm-hmm. if you're in the area, you're not going to be able to go and watch it, but they're <laughs> going to be on TV all over the place, so you'll get to check it out. The commentators are the best with soccer anyways. You know, you really, that's what you need. Right. <laughs> I mean, not that the audience isn't great, but in soccer, well, you know, the commentators are awesome. It's great, but... Um, and I, I actually, uh, John Cotton and his wife, Camille, who are our big uh, um, Timbers oh, that's fans, right. yeah. uh, they could speak to this. Like the atmosphere at a soccer match is 
it, there's some college football um, places where you can watch right. college football that kind of is, approaches that. But really, there's nothing like the atmosphere at a soccer match. Sure. The, the crowds are just so fun and they get involved. They sing songs. They have chants. It's just really, really entertaining. Right. And, Although, you know, when you talk about soccer, and I don't want to divert too much attention to your, your story here, but I mean, you think about soccer and, it, and it's an organic way and you think of people in bars watching it i mean so it is something that people are familiar with sharing it with other people but not necessarily being at the stadium yeah just a thought yeah I mean, again, what can you do? The sports are what the sports are right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't attend any of these at, at this moment, but eventually it'll get back to it. But I'm just happy that we'll have sports back yeah. on our television. The NBA, now Major League Soccer. Hey, Major League Baseball, I'll let you get it get worked on out. It. Get on we it. want you back too. So, uh, But this is good news. So also good news in an interesting way, although you will not have the opportunity to visit us here in San Diego uh, for Comic-Con this year, you will still have the chance to attend virtually. Wow. Yeah, kind of interesting. This is from <laughs> HollywoodReporter.com. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2020 might not be happening, but that doesn't mean that there won't be a Comic-Con this year. It's just that it'll happen online. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the organizers are co- from Comic-Con are going to be putting out something called Comic-Con at home 2020 nice. they released a youtube video this week kind of teasing it with uh no or excuse me free parking comfy <laughs> chairs personalized snacks and no lines which is like you know if you know comic-con well uh, yeah no, none of those things happen at comic-con you don't need a hall pass to go to the bathroom right, exactly. so you get back in the room exactly so <laughs> Uh, they didn't have really a lot of details what's involved with this other than, the, the, you know, and we don't even know when the dates are going to be. The original Comic-Con dates were July 23rd to the 26th. Um, you could assume maybe it's going to be around the same time, but they haven't given those details yet. I'm sure those will be coming mm-hmm. soon. Uh, but, you know, hopefully they're going to have some of the presenters. I'm sure they're trying to approach some of these presenters that would have normally appeared, uh, whether it be the, the big names like mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and Marvel or whatever the case may be, at, you know, that would normally show at right. Hall H. Or whether that's some of the smaller things that you might see, you know, as far as some of the actual comic uh, panels and, you know, some of the other things. Oh, you know what I would love to see? And this isn't Disney, but um, we are such big fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) They have uh, every Sunday they have the sing along to the Once More with Feeling episode. Hey, Comic-Con, right. <laughs> you have to do the sing-along, team up with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and do the sing-along Yeah, do it like a Zoom meeting yeah. that you can have all these people. Um, <laughs> please, that would be fantastic. If not, maybe we'll get together and do right? that. We have that episode. We'll, we'll get together and Zoom that out or something. But um, anyway, we, we all, I've also heard rumors that they might, you know, because part of the big parts of Comic-Con is going to the expo hall, mm-hmm. checking out the merchandise, the comic books, all the different stuff to, there is to buy and I- explore and everything that there may be some deal worked out there some of the um what people that would normally be putting out some of that merchandise Mm -hmm. and everything uh might be kind of doing that virtually through the comic-con website so again it's just a rumor i don't know if that's happening but uh that would be kind of cool too if there's you know some of this comic-con exclusive stuff right really could be interesting to have an exclusive comic-con at home 2020 you know items that's true that's true good point um but there'll be more information coming soon. Yeah, I mean, this is exciting. I, I mean, one, obviously, it's a, it's a nice bridge for right now, what's going on in the world now, to have something like that to look forward to. But I also think it's an 
an excellent opportunity, whether you're talking to Comic-Con or these other cons and things that are a way to interact with their fandom that doesn't have to always be just waiting for the next year. And it also, like you brought up, it makes sense for some of these big names that might have had some, you know, very time sensitive issues, you know, things, not issues, but things to announce or, you know, to say that they're working on and to lose that opportunity and that momentum. So this, I think, is pretty fun and exciting. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's like, a nice avenue to expand on. Right. I mean, I like that, you know, I mean, of course, we're all missing out on Comic-Con this year. We had tickets. We were supposed to be going. Badges. Excuse me. They're not tickets. They're badges. badges. We had badges. No yeah. badges. <laughs> we don't have no stinking badges. <laughs> uh, but we were supposed to be going this year. And the good thing is that those will be pushed to, to next year. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh, so, unfortunately, we're all missing out. But this is a nice way to kind of, you know, it, it's not Comic-Con, but to get a little of that feeling right. from Comic-Con. So. I, I love it. I'm very happy about that. So. I wonder if our trolleys are going to get decorated. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one fun, fun thing, too, Diego. during Comic-Con. Yeah. If you've never been to San Diego or Comic-Con, I mean, we do it up. I right. mean, the, the whole town gets painted up, and especially downtown, it's it's fun. Right, it is, it is. But our trolley system does the uh, the sheets over it that have different, like whether it's a movie coming out or new TV show right. series or whatever. Um, and the building. I mean, yes, yeah. the, the trolleys, the which are, is kind of yeah. our, our um, public transportation system, kind of, it's not a subway train, but it's an electric train that's here, if you don't know San Diego. Uh, but they also, they, they the buildings put up these right. big banners all downtown. I mean, Comic Con, yes, it's at the convention center, but it's all around right. the conventions. There, it, it takes up blocks of stuff to do and right. check out and see. It's just, it, it, I've, we've said it before about Comic Con. Even if you'd never get a badge, right. it's worth it if you're in the area to just come down and just check out the sites, yeah, check out the people. There is around. stuff to do outside that you don't need a badge right. for. Um, do make it a point at some point uh, if you are kind of a fan of that kind of thing. Um, just to go down, I mean, there's lot. it's downtown. There are lots of great restaurants downtown. You sit down at the tables and just watch the cosplay go right, by exactly. and all the interesting stuff that happens because there's parades, there's all sorts of Right, people things. get into it even without going, like you said, people get into the cosplay even if they're not able to get badges yeah. to go to the convention. And so, yeah, it's it's a fun time totally fun totally yeah. fun so that's it for the disney and comic-con stories of the week however we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation and we always start with michelle one because well obviously she's psychic <laughs> and the best predictor in the world but also she's wonderful beautiful intelligent and she has the very best tip so let's get right oh to God. michelle's tip of the You're week so funny well thank you sweetie um so my tip is just really talking about uh you know i always like to bring up whenever possible ways to have a better time at the parks and and so just three easy things that can help prevent maybe meltdowns of little ones when you're going to the park with little ones and you know the first one is uh take steps to prevent boredom and yes even at a disney park kids can get bored you might be waiting in line either for an attraction or to meet up with a character meet and greet or whatever and so having something that they could do that would be fun like getting those um wiki sticks that they can play with just something to you know prevent that antsiness and and stuff um the other thing is don't underestimate the tragedy that takes place with hanger <laughs> and dehydration, you know, and we've not just from kids. <laughs> that's from us true. From time that's to time. true. And, and, 
crazy. Yes, we talk about it. We talk about it on our show here, but we still let it happen. Still with, fall into the trap. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whether it's with ourselves or with when we were there with Scott and everything. And so, you know, moods can change really quickly when you hit that, that wall there. And so just, you know, one tip might be to set an alarm on your cell phone to just say, hey, I got to remember we need to pull out some snacks by this time or, you know, check on how much water has been consumed. I know you can even get apps like that and stuff, you know, try to do things to help prompt you because you get so sidetracked when you're in the parks with everything else going on. And especially if you don't have a dining reservation for hours, Mm -hmm. you know, take that moment to just take a little snack or something to get you, get you going again. And the other thing is, especially if you're going to be at the parks at night, well, that's when all the vendors come out with all the, the fun, shiny things, <laughs> <laughs> glowy Ooh, things. Shiny. Yes. You know, so, you know, maybe keep back a secret toy, something maybe that glows like glow bracelets or those light fingers, you know, because one, it can save you a lot of money from what they're selling there. But, you know, the other thing too, in, in from a meltdown from a parent and stuff, and I know we've seen this too. You're talking about my meltdown? <laughs> no, that, well, yeah, it could be, you know, you, you pay a bunch of money for, you know, something that they're selling and the kid, your kid plays with it for like five minutes and then they want to buy something else or something. So, you know, just try to have something, you know, that you can get really inexpensive things, uh, you know, that could be equally as fun and and have it as a surprise that, Hey, look what I have for you and stuff. And, And again, just three easy things that might help prevent a meltdown yeah it could be a surprise or it could be something like the the, the children help pick out before the trip it's like ooh, you can pick this out now it could be part of the getting ready for the right. trip and when we get there and we're at the parade or the uh, the evening fireworks or whatever you'll get to break this out That's at this right. point remember and we got that specifically for this exactly you know, so. So. but yeah i mean um especially with the when you're talking about the hangry meltdown right. or whatever <laughs> with the heat and you know it's summer now right yes yeah, out here in the west coast it's hot but in florida it's hot like 10 months out of the year or <laughs> 364 days right? out of the year I don't know something like that um in of course the humidity and the walking and everything else it, it can it can sneak up on you quicker than you'd right, expect exactly. so uh you definitely want to be keeping an eye out for that and you know like a midday break somewhere Michelle's talked about that before right, also yeah, a, a, sure. if you can make it happen also a great way to kind of help avoid some of that stuff so right. Michelle's tip always <laughs> the best tip just like her predictions <laughs> Let's hear about your tip. Who knows? Yours may be way better. No, it won't be. <laughs> uh, my tip is, well, we, we just discussed how, you know, Disneyland is about to reopen mm-hmm. while Disney World Resort is getting ready to reopen around the same time. And uh, I just wanted my tip of the week is when, you know, things are going to be different when you go. Um, you know, when you go to the parks now, uh, you're going to have to wear a mask. You know, you're going to have to social distance yourself, you know, and, the, you know, there, there won't be this you know, the same thing when you go there, but you know what? It's still going to be fun. So, you know, go out there and just have the best time you possibly can roll with the punch, show patience. My real tip is just to have patience with what's going on out there. Be sure and listen to what the cast members are telling you because they're looking out for your safety and theirs and the safety of everybody around you. Wear your mask, wash your hands frequently, you know, be sure you're distancing yourself from others and just, you know, Enjoy what it is. I mean, yes, it's not the same world you're used to out right. in the parks, but that doesn't mean you still can't have a great time. And we're actually going to get there. I mean, y- you know, even though things are opening up right now, it's, it still is out there. And right. we still have to be cautious about this. But that doesn't mean that you 
can't do it in an appropriate way, have a good time, and eventually we're going to get there where it's going to be the same parks or somewhat similar to what you remember the parks being and your vacations being. And, you know, right now it's just the key is patience, wait it out, have the best time you possibly can, and we're all going to get there together. Right. And think about the fact that you're doing something that's kind of like historical. Right. It's never been done before. You know, and we talked about this again going back to the um, Panama Canal cruise. That was not a cruise that turned out anywhere near the stretch of what we expected right, that's for sure <laughs> you know we expected to be able to get off the ship and we expected to be able to go do some excursions and have different entertainers and everything and and yeah one could just kind of dwell on that but in, instead it was just what are what makes this unique was you know and, and seeing for example um the cast members who were doing you know like the uh, cruise director and and her assistant how more and more funny they got because they right. were having to improvise some more things and be a little bit more creative. Plus, I think they were just getting a little punch drunk because yeah. they, were, they were losing sleep just trying to schedule things. Right, you right. Know? And, you know, and just seeing that, hey, um, well, we, you know, we couldn't go on that hike today, but gee, we get to make a dream catcher. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not going to be the same, but, and then know that for the rest of your life, you got this really unique memory of, one of the most incredible cruise experiences. Right. I mean, and, we'll never forget that cruise. Right. Ever, ever, you know, ever. and just, you know, I mean, all over the map emotionally and right. stuff like that, but just say, like, wow, that was so memorable. I'm glad actually to have had that part of history. And I think that's the same thing now when, when we get to go into these parks and it's different, you know, it's something we're going to be able to look back and say, wow, we, we, we actually went to Disneyland wearing park, I mean, masks and right. stuff. And you know, how strange was that? And you know, that you can reflect on it years later. And, and, but again, it's it's not the same but it can be really right. really still fun it's an odd situation but you can still make the best of it and still have a great trip yeah. to the parks um staying at the resorts whatever the case may be you know and then and just make memories and you know and, and you can look back and go wow wasn't that interesting yeah uh, that, now i got that song we in my through. head making memories making memories taking pictures is making memories okay oh, there's our there, you can there, edit that out there's our song for the show you're welcome no. uh, <laughs> we should we we need a cue card to say don't sing don't make them suffer no, it's so, uh, I guess we should wrap up this show. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Next week, well, it's Father's Day weekend, so uh, we're going to do something with fathers, Disney dads. Well, maybe at least Disney father figures. Right? We might even have a list. We might even count them down. We did this a couple years ago, only it was only my list. <laughs> We know my lists aren't as good as Michelle's <laughs> list, so this is bound to be a better episode. So we're going to oh, get to, uh, you know, and we're not just going to Disney specifically dads, but right. like you wanted to do father, father figures. figures. Right. Yeah. I mean, on Father's Day, we want to acknowledge and recognize anybody who has that type of relationship with somebody. And, you know, as a result, it's like, hey, if you look at some of the, you know, under the big umbrella of the Disney company father figures um there are some other people that could be recognized this will be an interesting list and we'll love to hear uh yours as well right so we'll be uh, putting that out there on the newsletter and also of course on social media later so we can yeah. find out your favorite disney father figures we also are going to try and connect with our great friend rob LeBerry from Who? the jedi temple i don't know <laughs> Just some guy 
uh, from the Giant <laughs> Temple Archives podcast. Uh, currently, he's in Orlando visiting the uh, Universal Orlando yeah. Resort. Um, he's flying back in the day before we tape, so he may be mm. a little tired. I, I, yeah, but I also know him, and he just likes to do podcasts and talk about things. So, and he's think, a great guy. And he's a great guy. Who? <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, he he will probably want to talk about his experience at uh, Universal Orlando and these interesting times that we're going through. And so um, we'll try and bring him on if we can to share those experiences. Right. And maybe if not that week, another time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we will definitely touch base. with He's him already teased us with some things that we know will be really interesting yeah, for people for to sure. hear about. For so. sure. So and he's so entertaining. So. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, anyway, uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts. Or the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. I don't even know the name of the show anymore. HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for the, the newsletter? <laughs> Yes, you'll be glad if you get on that newsletter subscription list. Thank you to those who have already subscribed. Uh, and just want to reassure and remind everybody, as we do each week, is that list does not get shared with anybody. It's just a way that we love to connect with you all. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, it's totally gone off the rails here. The I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, um, the newsletter, we just have some fun trying to get the information out to you a little bit earlier than uh, everybody else because we appreciate that you subscribe, that you are that uh, wonderful Hyperion adventurer that you want to kind of be in the know that much sooner. So we try and get you in the club. information that much earlier. And we'll have some things, other things coming as well uh, to you for being part, a subscriber to that newsletter. Uh, you can also follow along with us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And we also have a YouTube channel. You, you can look and see my quarantine hair that's going crazy right now. It's hanging in front of my, my face. My pimple. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to check all that out, I know we're really selling it. Uh, I'm but forgetting to how to put on lipstick. You can put it on the front of the mask, right? Uh, anyway, uh, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast on YouTube. We'll come right up. And you, if you subscribe to us, any of our videos, you'll know as soon as we get them out there. And you can also always email us for any reason, like to tell us, you guys are cracking up at the <laughs> end of the show. You're losing it. Yeah. Pull it together, guys. Stop singing. <laughs> Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And we do love hearing from you, whether you want to reach out to us through Gmail or if you also want to take time to give us a review, maybe a star rating. If you don't have time for a review, that's fine, too. We just love hearing about it because we want to be the best podcast. We do. And if you also the easiest way to let people know about the show is just tell your friends about us. And tell them. Yeah. There's this podcast. They... You know, they, they hold it together for most of the episode and they kind of break up at the end. But, you know, the, the rest of the part of it is kind of fun. And, you know, actually listening to them kind of lose it at the end of the show is kind of fun, too. So, Well, what's really funny is it doesn't seem to matter the duration <laughs> or length of our program. We have this problem. Yeah. Uh, well, there's somewhere we hit the finish line and we just uh, lose it at the end. So let that... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's always because we haven't eaten yet. That's always the key. We're and that's hungry. probably why you were really interested in that that's one true. tour, because you were point. thinking uh, food. That's a good point. Let's get to that food. Thank you for listening to the Hyperion <laughs> Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.